Look up there in the sky. It's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Uncle Scrooge. One Flint Heart Glomgold. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You're home for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. This is episode 183. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that a prime number? Yes. You didn't check. If you ask me if something's a prime number, I'm just going to say yes. Is... Four a prime number. Yes. Is Taco Cat a prime number? Yes. Backwards and forwards it is. Okay, good. I'm so d- turning it around backwards isn't that's not that's not dividable. Are it, all palindromes prime numbers? Yes. Okay. There yes. you have it, folks. Yeah. We've uh, I think that's the key to Fermat's last theorem. Like we've just solved everything. There also e equals MC we're stupid. <laughs> there was past a building last night driving home from dinner that just said e, e, East MC squared. EMC squared. Mm-hmm. That's all it said on the building. I don't know what that meant. I, 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 well, I mean, I would say that it, that maybe they really like, um, theoretical physics. I, I was going to say Yahoo serious, but, uh, <laughs> that's fine too. Oh, good. Yahoo serious. Mm hmm. I, I, I know, know all those words. I know all those that's words. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. You can always make you smile with an with a, a Simpsons reference. Yep, it's that easy. Hey, folks. Hey, Handsomites. How you guys doing out there? Uh, we are discussing Lady Killer by uh, Joelle Jones, Jamie Rich. Later on, some murder going on in that book. Mm-hmm. That's a some, lot. Some grisly, grisly murder with lots of black blood. It's got to be some color. I kind of like it, actually. It's uh, it it it's it's like manga. It, make it black. Yeah. It well. Well, we'll get into it. We'll discuss it. I don't want to spoil it all right now. Uh, before we get there, we have comic books that came out this very week to talk about. This week. This this whole week. Well, I mean the past week. We are we don't get comics in the future yet. Not yet. But It'll com- happen. But we are. Time machine's coming. We do, can read comics that are from the past, and that's what we're doing. It is time for Weekly mm-hmm. Floppies. Weekly Floppies is the part show. Eric and I review a selection of this week's books, try to buy or do not buy them. There may or may not be a mush meter involved. Goes from one to five. There's also decimal sometimes. Occasionally. The, the decimal system. Yeah, it's the... Um, it's, not, it's not the Dewey decimal system. No, I was saying, I'm trying to think the, of a it's... comic book name that's a D that could go mm-hmm. something decimal, but I can't think of any. The DC decimal, that's kind of... I don't know. I don't like that. That doesn't sound good. Mm-hmm. All right. First book this week is Kim Reaper, number one. Written, illustrated, colored by Sarah Grayley, lettered by Crank, with an exclamation point. <laughs> Designed by Hillary Thompson, edited by Ari Yarwood. Um, I was familiar I was familiar with Sarah Grayley from her webcomic. Uh, mm-hmm. which, which one is that? It is called Our Super Adventure. I have, a, I have the collection. I, it, it's, it's a very funny, cute little webcomic. Um, it, it's like semi-autobiographical, her and her boyfriend, I think. Mostly. Oh, yeah. 
it is a very cute book and a very cute thing. I believe I followed her uh, based on this because a couple of friends shared it. And now, I do really, I do really like it. Although I kind of, I think people are going for more and more low hanging fruit by doing these like relatable stories. Do you know what I mean? Like the the oh no guy. I like the oh no guy. You shouldn't probably. Probably it's, not, it, but it, I I do like it anyway. You can, I think you can like one oh no guy, but there are, I mean, I don't know. What are the other oh no guys? Oh, no, I don't mean like one guy. I mean one of his strips. Oh, oh okay, done, I got it. All right. The guy has done like hundreds of them. And he, do, he, he has done all that. literally the same thing, and it's never, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I should probably I, not be a hater. This This is a very cute. Thing and I enjoy it. Yeah, Kim Reaper is a very cute comic book, much like her webcomic is a very cute yeah. thing. This is I I'm down with this. It is you know, but it is it is a departure from that webcomic. It is not it is a it's fiction, it's a story, it's about, you know, mm-hmm. a, a a goth girl it's that written. is is it's a word. It is it's words. It's it's, it's got Fabio. It, it does who owns many cats. Yeah. And drinks many energy off. drinks. He's got cut off jorts. He does. Uh and this I don't know. It it still definitely maintains her style from uh her webcomic, but it I don't know. It it you don't I don't know. I just don't see a lot of webcomic people do this. Like go to like, "Hey, I'm going to make a literal physical comic book." You know, it it mm-hmm. seems like a lot of them stay comfortable in their where they are. Their little like, webcomics bubble. Like there's plenty of got people who are wet, definitely popular enough to make serialized comics and they never do. Uh and you know, she's doing it. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a very cute story about goth girl apprentice, uh, Grim Reaper, who's trying to kill a poor kitty. She's not killing a kitty. Did you even read this book? I know. I understand that she's ushering it to. She's she's being a, a helpful usher, but it's still there's lots of cats in this book. It certainly helps my my love for it. Uh, also, also uh, energy drinks. Also, ener- I don't. This is this, this is this is like. This is like the perfect version of yourself, isn't it? You want to be this guy. Um, I probably wouldn't dress like that, even if I did look like that. But yeah, I mean, I think you could you could pull off the cut off jorts. I mean, if I, you would probably have to, you'd probably have to never sleep and go to the gym constantly. I well, I will say I don't really drink energy drinks anymore. I never go to the gym, and I really <laughs> like sleep, so I'm not getting. I'm getting further away from this gentleman as we continue. But I'm a buy on this comic. I think it's very cute. I think it is fun and funny and well written, and it tells. It has good storytelling in it. Mm. I would say. No, there's a lot of good to be said about it. I think people are really getting behind it, too. I remember when she was teasing it a couple of weeks back, I was very excited just based on the way that the the art was built and the way the story was introduced. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty simple, but it's still, what it's trying to do, it does really well and is really fun. So I, I I'm, I'm definitely into it. This is definitely a book to be looking for. Yeah. Kim Reaper, number one, double buy. Next up is Black Cloud, number one, with story by Jason Latour and Ivan Brandon. Script, Ivan Brandon. Art, Greg Hinkle. Colors, Matt Wilson. Color flats, D. Kneef. That's what I'm guessing. Letters, Aditya Bidikar. Logo and design, Tom Muller. I, uh, you know, you follow Jason Latour on the internet. Well, if, you if will you see, don't. yeah, you'll, well, one, he's a great, he's a good follow. 
he's he's the he's he's one of the best i think he really is a great social media presence uh i've seen a lot about this this comic book in the past few weeks that's the trouble following comic book people they are promoting their book three months before Mm -hmm. it comes out and you're like all Mm -hmm. right let's buy it let's read it i'm like oh no it's not out for until 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 halloween i'm like oh well i'll I'll, okay i'll try and remember that it feels like seriously old hat by the time it's actually available i have like i follow him on everything and i literally have never heard of this one i heard about his um his other book that's out now that i can't remember the name of do you remember the one no i don't remember Mm. it's been it's on like issue two or three can't think of what it is what do you think about this comic book I like how weird it is. It's very strange. It is. I I like that. Um, it is fairly loose ends, is what it's called. Oh right, yes, yes. That, the other that book sounds that he's very been familiar. talking about quite a lot. Yeah, that I've seen him talk about extensively. I've not seen him say word one about this, which is weird. Um, it makes no sense, but I. Feel like it is incredibly well executed, and I feel like its hooks are in me very deeply. So I feel like the you know time will tell the full story of this book. You know, you'll it'll make way more sense after a couple of issues once we get more established in this world, once we know more about these characters, and this this lead is more well defined. I mean, I think you glean a little bit from it and you get enough to understand what's going on. But I think that the, the, the hooks are really critical. You know, you are invested in this book and figuring out what is happening. You want to see what's going on. Yeah. It has intriguing mystery. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important part. I think of a lot of a good first issue is like, I want these questions answered. And I yeah. care enough about the the story that I want to know more. Not that hey, there's questions that I don't care about them, but more that you're invested. I yeah, Zelda. I I don't know even know if they say her name one time in this, but her name is Zelda is the main character's name. Which that is uh, that's a more more women should be named Zelda. I think Zelda's a good name. Uh, it is a good name. It was an old lady name before Nintendo reclaimed it. Wasn't one of the aunts in Sabrina the Teenage Witch Zelda? Yes. Okay. That's I thought. That is, I wasn't that sure. is literally a fact, and I would have never thought of that if you hadn't asked me that question. I think that's the like my other like I have my touch my touchstone for is the name Zelda is like of course mm-hmm. Nintendo and then yeah one of the aunts. Hyrulean princesses and a witch. Yep. There you go. And I don't know. She's this this Zelda is interesting. We don't get a lot about her other than you know mm-hmm. she is struggling to survive on Earth, but yet she has all these superpowers in this other place. Where she goes, and that's all we get, really. Uh, I I am also very intrigued. I like how this book looks a lot. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it looks great. Crazy beautiful. Um, this is who did it? Was it color? This is color and Matt that did this color. It was yes. color and Matt. Yeah, it was color and Matt. Yeah, I'm. Why am I? I'm not surprised that it's got beautiful color and way too much pink, and it's done by color and Matt. Mm-hmm. Lots of pinks. Yeah, and that like the the. The, the textures are a gorgeous touch as well. Dude knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's uh, really talented. <laughs> uh, buy, buy this. Buy this comic book. It's a good comic book. Yeah, I think Jason Latour knows what he's doing at this point. 
He needs to get back to redneck stick fighting, though. Oh. Are you are you bastard shaming Jason Latour? <laughs> Apparently, I'm I'm shaming him for all kinds of stuff. Okay. Uh, that's a double buy. Black Cloud, number one. Uh, next book, Eleanor and the Egret, number one. What uh, the hell? I, hey, man. I'm just a, I'm just a messenger. Uh, co-creator and writer John Layman, co-creator and artist Sam Keith, Rhonda Pattinson, colorist John Layman on letters. Uh, John Layman of Chew, most famously, and many other things. Sam Keith of many things, including the Sandman. Yeah, Sam Keith, the Max. Yep. Yeah, I don't care for Sam Keith. Okay. Um, very much. Uh, I don't despise. This book, in fact, I think that there's some fun stuff happening in here. It is a little on the dopey side. I don't, I don't know. It, it's Sam Keith art that I don't like. It's a story that I don't know. It's interesting. It doesn't blow me away. Weird uh, art thievery with it's, it's like, it's like um, King City. I was about to say it reminds me of King City. Yeah, which is not an an untoward comparison. I, I love King no. City, but I liked I liked the Cat Master better than the Egret Master. This Egret is uh, exactly like what was the what was the cat's name in King City? I should know this, but I don't remember. King I City remember was the, a ways I, I, back. Yeah, I think the main guy's name was Joe, and I can't remember the cat's name. I think it had like. He called it something short, but it had like an extremely extravagant name. This is really important to the Sam Keith comic. Earthling. Earthling. Yeah, I would have never remembered that, but it I was Earthling. I certainly don't remember those straight from the Googles. Mm-hmm. I I don't mind the art. I I mean it. I don't think it's like my favorite or anything, but I you know I I I think it's okay. But for a comic called Eleanor and the Egret. You don't get a bunch of what Eleanor is. Like, I've really, like, I, and we get more of the detectives and stuff like that. And I, I, like, it feels like it's putting plot first in this. And Eleanor is just like, hey, see where Eleanor ends up in this heist and try and hook us that way. I, and like, I think the mystery of the egret is supposed to be carrying our, our intrigue and stuff like that. I, but like you said, Maybe if I hadn't read King City, I would care more about the the egret itself. Uh, but like it's interesting, and I'm I'm curious. Like this is a very weird comic book. Uh, I don't I have no idea what it's doing. And the egret ate a painting at the end. I don't I don't I have no idea what that means. But it's more that's more it's more of like a what the fuck than I'm like oh what's mm-hmm. going I like I need to know. It's more like what. What? What? Is that? Okay, I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious. I think I'm a buy. I'm mushy, like a three. I, I yeah. feel like I will. I I want to know what's going on, but I'm not necessarily like biting biting my bite my nails getting to the next issue. Yeah. Did you wince at all when he kissed your hand? Uh, I didn't wince. I I don't think I'm. Again, I'm. I don't know who Eleanor is. Really, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Like I don't, I feel I wish this book had followed, just followed her, and didn't and got went away with like the like oh no, who stole the painting? I'm like we all know she stole the painting, dude. Just go straight to that. Like we don't need this elaborate setup of like it's a, a heist movie or something. Like it feels like this thing, this issue is framed like a heist movie, but then it feels like 
this book is going to be about, like trying to be a cutesy thing about this lady and her weird bird. And I don't, I don't know. I, I the mushy. That's where the mush comes in, I suppose. Are you mushy? Honestly, I, no. I could just do go not. Without, I could, I could do without it. Okay. Um, I do like the drawing of the bird, but I mean, the ideas that intrigue me in this, like I would rather. What was the art cops? What was that weird book about? Oh, um, that was art ops. I art ops. Is, yeah, one letter off. You were very close. I'd rather I'd rather read art ops. I'd rather read King. I'd rather read King City than this any day of the week. I don't think it's awful. I think it's kind of cute. Um, but I, I this is for people who are fans of Sam Keith, who I don't think has done anything super noteworthy in. I don't know, half a decade, more. Maybe, I mean, maybe the last big thing he did was Sandman and the Max. So I think I'm just, I got to go with my my gut on this. I know what's in my heart, and it is not love for this book. <laughs> okay, so that's split decision on Eleanor and the Egret, number one, with a mush meter of three. Um, next up, Royals, number one, written by Al Ewing, art John Boy Myers, colors Ryan Kinyard, letters Clayton Cowles. Here is the, we, 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 I was going to say, I'm glad my name is not John Boy Myers. You can, Eric Boy? No, thank you. Uh, this is, hey, we talked about it prior. Royals heading this, the, 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 the former royal family heading into space to find out this secret. I, I'm more interested in the di- overall direction of this comic than, than this issue in and of itself. Mm hmm. Like, all of this stuff they are pitching in this comic feels right up, like, in the way that Al Ewing talks about what he thinks is special about the Inhumans is exactly what I like about the Inhumans. Like, their weird mysticism and, like... Slavery? Yes. The weird, strange cultures. Their slavery, which... I'm going to say you like slavery. I love slavery. We have that on on record that you like slavery. Submit that to court. Not... not Sounds good. Not legally binding. Uh, (laughs) The... I don't know. I'm, but this issue in and of itself feels a little clunky. Uh, yeah, I, it, it did not, I could not have cared less about most of this issue. I thought that the, the cliffhanger at the end was, that's an interesting twist. That's a thing that I thought was, I don't know. It was exciting. It's, it, it, it fits with, um, something about Medusa that shocks me anyway, but. I don't know. Why don't you tell me why? What you're you've got way more invested in in the uh, the Inhumans. So why don't you tell me? The like again, I like the idea of this whole like. I wish that this feels this issue feels unnecessary. It feels very much mm. like here setting so it's up a, a zero issue. Yeah, it feels like a zero issue, but it's a number one, and it doesn't feel like I like. Yeah, it ends with Medusa. Like that's that's interesting. I'm not necessarily. I, and like you have like a very early on, like the, the prophecy, yes, yeah, six, seven go out, six mm-hmm. come back. Like that's a very interesting, we are like, it yep. sets up stakes. I like that. Um, but it feels, this feels very deliberate and like slow and like feels like it's speaking down to a listener. Like here, I'm clearly going to lay out all of these very thing. I'm like, I, one, I don't think Gorgon would leave his son behind. I, that like, if you want to get me and Gorgon going on like that, going on this trip, he brings his, his comatose son 
Like they've said that has a lot of backstory to it. I don't like, I don't see that happening. There's a lot of things in here. Like there's no way they'd leave earth or like crystal leaving Luna behind, like bring Luna with you. Like, I don't like all those things. I'm like, it treats them like plot devices. Like, no, we need crystal and we need Gorgon to come on this trip. So they leave their loved ones behind. Like, well, you could just have them go along. But no, that's, I, I, I don't know. It, that bothers me. The dialogue does feel very much like, here, we are setting up the plot of a comic book in multiple times. And I'm like, okay. I, like, how do you feel about the art? I am not wild about it. Something about these, um, like, I, I like these costumes, but not because they fit into any of the, the the other modern comic book costumes they feel really out of place uh but that's about all i can really speak to i don't really like the stylization and i think that every page is way too busy the colorist is in some places doing a good job of creating focal points and simplifying things but there's a lot of places where it feels like too much to me i mean none of it's none of it's bad it's just it's got some clunkiness and it, it's I don't know. He's not my guy. No, he's not my John. He's not my John boy. I, I, I don't know. I, I, again, I think it's interesting. And mm-hmm. like, I think I've mentioned before, I like, I like weird styles on Inhumans books because they're weird and they should have, mm-hmm. they should look weird. I don't like, I don't like the costume changes. I don't like. They, they look like, uh, they look like Batman 1989 Inhumans. I, I, or maybe no, actually, it's more like Batman Forever in humans, yeah. or Batman and Robin in humans. Yeah, it looks like the 2099 Marvel Universe spit up all over, uh, the Inhumans. Black Bolt's, I, Black Bolt's original costume is like one, you don't need to give him like armor. He doesn't, armor mm-hmm. serves no function. Black Bolt is one of the strongest. If you want to get into like, hey, power level, Black Bolt is one of the most powerful people in the marvel universe he doesn't need Mm -hmm. to wear armor to be strong or be protected we'll we'll wrap century and the hulk in bubble wrap yes yeah it doesn't make any sense to put all this extra garbage on his costume and it makes it like it's it's really i don't know some of the characters i'm fine like i gorgon is fine you can put a bunch of ugly crap on gorgon that's fine i but black bolt i always appreciate his costume because it's simple you know, it's two colors with a tuning fork on his head. Like he did already. You see the, did you see the Paul Pope black bolt? I did not. He did it very recently. Okay. I forget who it was that colored it. It was gorgeous. I I, I don't know. I'm. I I think I'm gonna follow this book for a bit, even if we don't read it, because I'm curious. But mm. I I you don't I don't think you need to buy this issue. I don't think this is anything in this is like overwhelmingly interesting that you need like go re- like I want to see them in space I don't want to see them very slowly getting ready to leave like make this a, this is a zero issue with a number one on it and I, yeah, I don't it, it cut to the like cut to the chase this is start in the middle mm. of the story it's a thing that comics aren't always good at they will draw robot ninjas riding on Ridley from Metroid or Ripley 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 yeah Ripley um I'm I'm a do not buy I think this, there's nothing like this is just bad, but there's nothing in it that is you need to particularly read. That is uh, exactly my feeling in probably better and more articulate words. 
So double do not buy Royals number one. Last book of the week is X-Men Gold number one. Get two. Writer Mark Guggenheim, pencils Ardian Siaf, inks Jay Liston, colors Frank Martin, letters Corey Pettit. Uh, we will be discussing the controversial art inclusions in the yep. following segment. Uh, so we, yep. I, but I, we should, I, I, that will have a place for that, but I don't want it to weigh in directly on the value of this comic book because I don't think any of the other people involved had any idea what that, that was going to be in this thing. And they were just mm-hmm. trying to make a good X-Men comic. Um, so I mean, it's not, I don't think anyone on earth can easily just exclude those things from their decision-making process. But I, Marvel has been pretty adamant about every following edition of this comic. We'll have those things edited out. Um, so I don't know. We, the, the, the X-Men prime book, we were kind of down on, mm. uh, or actually, I wouldn't even know, kind of ambivalent towards, I guess. Yeah, there. That's um, that's been the kiss of death with a lot of these books lately. It's fine-ish. So, but you know, ignoring all of the controversy, what do you think about the direction of of this X Men team? It is not bad. It is smart because I think that that's what in when anyone ever criticizes the X Men. It's because it's it's too dense. It's the 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 cost of entry is too steep. You need to know too much garbage to jump into a book. It's too convoluted. This is back to basics. X Men, you know, X Men versus the world. We hate mutants. It 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 sets up all of that. It returns to that story shape. I mean, I think it shows promise, but it is. This is not like the first issue of Astonishing X-Men, which kind of set out to do the same thing and went into it saying something fun and big and important. This is this is trying to do all of those things and coming out saying something bland and average and like it's on. Yeah, it's I I I like it. I, mainly because I, I think a lot of it is rooted in my nostalgia for like, I, the mm-hmm. core members of this team are like, Hey, that's my, those are my X-Men. Hey, it's, it's Kitty and it's Colossus. It's Storm. It's Nightcrawler. It, it's a version of Wolverine. It's not yep. really the Wolverine, but it is, it is Logan, a version of him. Uh, I mean, technically isn't that, I mean, it, it, it probably even isn't at this point, but isn't that Nightcrawler from that other universe or is that? No, I think that's, that that's returned from the, back to life? that's returned from the dead Nightcrawler. Comic books. Somehow, I forget. It was an X Factor. I think that they went to hell and picked. I don't remember. I don't remember. I, uh, I, I know they went to hell in X Factor, and I don't remember how Nightcrawler Nightcrawler appeared at some point in there. Uh, you know, I like. I really like Rachel Gray's Scott that costume. I like that a lot. Uh, the in her it's, prestige. It's nice. It's very. Uh, it's very Captain Marvely. Yeah, which um, is a, a a pretty reasonable trend for superheroines these days it's kind of generic yes like and i don't know like i wish that it was a little bit punchier i think it, to an extent maybe you need something like a big ugly magenta helmet or a big ugly red helmet like uh like uh scarlet witch kind of stand out a little bit more yeah but the Another a new Brotherhood of Evil Mutants does nothing for me if I don't know half these characters. Like I think one of them is uh, Pyro, and then I can't readily identify the others. Mm-hmm. 
And well, there's there's lizard guy. There's uh, <laughs> yeah. two fire people. There's there. Yep. I don't. There's that... there's blue juggernaut. <laughs> there's blind guy. Maybe that's avalanche. The, the, blue, the, the blue, blue guy, guy is. maybe it looks like he could be. He's 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 surfing on a rock, so I guess that's Avalanche in a weird new costume. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to know who Big Lizard Man is. Um, maybe I'm. Again, the other issue with the hundreds of Brotherhood members over the years, I lose track of who's who and how many and who's what and who looks like what this iteration of Lizard Man looks like and who versus the other one, uh, than a person in a robe. Um, I, I feel very much similar along the lines of, of the Royals book where I'm like, Hey, if I'm, if I want to read an X-Men book, maybe I'll look at this one, but I don't, I'm, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm, I'm more, I'm more ambitious about this one than the original five book. Cause I don't care at all about them. Uh, but like the Mark Guggenheim has said, like yeah, this the 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 book this book's angle is like X Men being heroes, and I'm like that's not bad. Like you said, kind of a back to basics thing where you don't mm-hmm. have to have knowledge of hundreds and hundreds of issues of X Men to know what's going on, but your villains need to be compelling. Uh, and me, I mean, telling I, me they shouldn't just be generic lizard men. Probably not, but I'm I think I'm a buy on this, and I because I'm gonna give it a chance. To see if these villains develop into something, like I uh, okay, I, I don't know. More? I was gonna say an issue or two. Like give it three. I think mm-hmm. most books, like if I'm in, like if I think a book has promise, I'll give it three issues. You know, and if it doesn't get me then by three, I'm you know I'm out probably. Maybe come back like a year later and see if it has done something. I don't see any reason to buy this book. I feel like I I know the direction it's going. It is very generic comic book writing that I, I mean, it's got no point of view and I don't think it's really going to go anywhere. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be wrong. It's exactly the kind of book I don't want to read. So I'm going to say no, thank you. Just, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. You know, maybe give it a couple of issues, but for me, I'm tapping out. So another split decision with another mush meter of three, I think. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a three. I've got a lot of threes laying around. Yeah. I, I you know, middle, middle mush. Mm-hmm. Some milmush. Uh, that's it for Wiggy Floppies. And we can move on. I guess I'm opening this book up again. Yeah, I was about, I just, I did the exact same thing where I went like, oh, wait, no, I gotta, I'm gonna go back and look at that, those things. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for checking in. Checking in is the part show Eric and I talk about what we've been up to during the week, what we've done or seen or played or whatever, whatever we want to talk about. Uh, do you want to talk about this first or last, Eric? Uh, let's just go ahead and jump into it when we're fresh off of this book. We can Makes just sense. talking about it. Okay, so, rundown is the artist. I just had his name in front of me, too. I'm a dummy. Wasn't it Saif or something? Ardian Saif, yeah. Yeah, or Saif, S-Y-A-F, I have here. That's... Is it with an I or an A? It's an A. S-Y-A-F. Uh, it is, uh, he's a Indonesian artist and, uh, apparently if you look at multiple places in this book and I heard this, I picked this book well before this controversy, uh, Mm -hmm. arose. I just, this, it seemed like this broke. Well, I found out about it today. I saw it yesterday. I saw, I think I saw like a little bit of it on Friday and I was just like, I thought it was just people trolling. 
Like I thought mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, wah, wah, wah. there's a there's a Muslim person working on this book. Yeah. There's secret Muslim it, things it, in it. Yeah, it it feels it feels very uh, uh, Alex Jones coded message. Yeah, that's what I, I just saw the headlines and I'm like, oh, whatever. I, and then the next day, like m- multiple reputable comic book places news news places were reporting on it, and then I'm like, then I actually stopped to read it, and I'm like, oh no, that's actually in you. I do you don't have to be conspiracy theory nut to see this stuff. It is right there. Um, with Colossus in particular, I think the, the, there's a couple things in it where the artist has hidden references to, uh, local protests in Indonesia against a region's mayor is what I've read, who is a Chinese Christian in the first non-Muslim they've elected in 50 years to be a mayor. And he, there's some, there's a lot of, uh, complicated, I don't know, local uproar about the fact that he is, Think I think suing people for slander because they're using this particular verse from the Quran that in in an Indonesian translation uh, basically advises no one to take a Christian or Jewish leader. Uh, and like literally on Colossus' shirt while he's playing baseball is the the verse, the shorthand mm-hmm. to to the verse in the Quran. And then mo- in a couple other places there is a in a particular on the page prior to that two page spread. Uh, there is a number that says 212, which is, I believe, alluding to the date of a protest against the, that mayor. And then most egregiously, I think the thing that is most offensive to me is the fact that uh, Kitty Pride's uh, next to her head is uh, she's blocking out a jewelry store so that it just says Jew, basically. And I, I, I don't. I, I, you can see the whole word jewelry. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't quite, but it, I mean. It's it, on itself. I By itself, I would say whatever. Yeah. But no, I understand with, that. Yeah, with the other things I go, it makes me suspicious towards it. And uh, uh, there's multiple stories about this out there, and they're differently. How much levels of blame they're putting on the artist differ, but uh, I, G Willow Wilson, again, two weeks in a row, we have a G Willow Wilson take on this, where she, and she speaks mainly about what this verse means and her readings of the translations. And how most people who are Muslim don't speak Arabic and are not reading the original verse of the Quran. They are reading a translation. And she thinks actually the Indonesian translation is probably closer to the truth than a lot of translations. Because some translations make it don't have Jews or Christians as friends. And the Indonesian translation, or the one at least that I guess Sayef adheres to, is don't make them your leader. And of course, that is directly to they, a lot of people are very angry at the leader they have in, I guess, a region of Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And this is, that's all incredibly complicated. And I'm not going to try and speak about local culture or religion or who they want leading them and all that stuff. But I don't know why you would include this in your, in this X-Men comic book that has, that is not, I don't know. I, what do you, what do you think, Eric? Where are you, where are well, you? Well, I, I would just say this dude is Indonesian. And their, I mean, their relationship with the idea of anti-Semitism and anti-Christian, I mean, it's different. Mm-hmm. The anti, I mean, I think we would probably not bat an eye in this country at anti-Christian rhetoric. We're just going to be like, whatever. But we do get very sensitive about anti-Semitism because there are still people whose grandparents are, you know, like... <laughs> I don't know. To quote Cryptonomicon, my grandparents' gold teeth are in there. You know, people mm-hmm. don't have a sense of humor 
about anti-Semitism, nor should they. Um, I, it's not his culture. I don't think this was intended poorly, you know? Do you think it was? I don't think it was necessarily. I don't know what, that's the thing. That's the thing that is most confusing to me, is mm-hmm. the intention of this. Because I don't, he, he has been very quiet about this. He is not, mm-hmm. he made a joke about, oh, I guess that first edition is gonna be, that first printing is gonna be very valuable. After Marvel said, oh, they're gonna erase all of it. Uh, he didn't come out and say, no, that I didn't, he didn't, hasn't really clarified necessarily 100% of his intentions. A lot of it is hearsay about people who've talked to him, et cetera, et cetera. I like I I don't like it, hiding protest messages in an X Men mm-hmm. comic. I like it's work for hire. For, like yeah. I, I, like Marvel doesn't want that in their book, and like I don't think he's like egregiously like yeah mm-hmm. uh, I hate Jews and Christians. It's but yeah, it's. I think G. Willow Wilson has said, yeah, he's committed career suicide. No one's going to hire him to do this kind of work Mm -hmm. anymore. Uh, So that's like, it is, I think, dumb. Like, I don't think, like, even if some, who's this for? Like, is, are people going to notice this and suddenly have empathy for those people? Or like, I, like if they see it, I don't like, I don't know what, how you expect a positive reaction from it, from the general Marvel audience. I don't really think that he, I, I honestly feel like, he did not put that much thought into it. Because um, if he did, I don't think it would look quite so janky. Like that 212 doesn't look like any, like these, I don't know. The, these buildings are not terribly well thought out. This clothing design is not really well thought out. It's just like, well, I need some stuff and I'm thinking about these protests and this is important to me. So whatever, I'm going to hide this in here. And years from now, people will find this and be like, oh, this is this thing that was very important at the time and blah. And he's looking at it from his very, I'm imagining very, I mean, maybe I'm completely wrong about this person. I'm imagining him as, um, you know, he's, he's just freelancing over the internet. He's got a very different, more provincial sort of perspective worldview about these things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't feel like it's malicious, but it's, the kind of thing that yeah we have to be kind of sensitive about like it's i don't it's uh, when it when it comes through marvel's voice it feels like endorsement of something ugly so i don't think any it all makes sense and it's a weird thing that's happened i don't yeah i i don't i i I would dismiss it more readily if the big focus of this comic is like we just read X-Men Prime and we're reading this and Kitty Pride is the leader of the X-Men and Kitty Pride is Jewish. Mm-hmm. Like and don't elect Christians and Jews as your leaders. Like I don't know if that is that perp- at all purposeful like that co- if that's a coincidence or not, but it certainly doesn't make it look good. And he's Marvel says we're going to punish him. I discipline the artist, I believe is the exact words. Uh, I'm fairly certain discipline means we're not going to hire you ever again is probably, I imagine, the answer to that. Mm. Because they don't like they, he's already finished issue two. That is, I believe, confirmed. Uh, I don't if they're just going to eat that bad PR, let it come thoroughly, thoroughly look at all the art and make sure there's no more uh, Koran versus in it. Swastikas. No, uh, but and Bay the Frog. <laughs> I don't, I imagine they'll just push that out and try and get passes. Like this already is going to have rotating art. So 
another bad thing we just talked about. Uh, mm-hmm. We love that. Yeah, but why, why does God? Why in the hell does she make this building fall down? I can't figure it out. I think it was falling. No, I think Colossus was holding it in place, uh, and then she was she phased it so that it wouldn't hurt anyone. It wouldn't. It wouldn't collapse the other buildings. Yes, I believe that is the. I believe that is the motivation there. But you know, Kitty has also phased a giant bullet that's gone through the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. That was very awesome. awesome. Yes. Yeah, that's again. I think you know it's a problem of escalation. You know, how do you mm-hmm. how do you make things interesting when they've already solved problems larger than than this? Um. Okay. Anything? Anything else you wanted to mention specifically about that, Eric? No, I want to read. I didn't see the G. Willow Wilson response. I want to read it. It's on her Tumblr. No, I know. I'm not saying I want to read it out loud to everyone. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's a different, a different it, thing entirely. It's I, funny, I want you, to. You go to her Tumblr only... and there's, hey, it's straight back to back to her reactions to controversy and yeah. Marvel comic books. I think, uh, I think she's pr- primarily angry because she has done a great deal to, uh, you know, portray Islam and, and Muslim people as just regular people, uh, in her, in Miss Marvel. And, and this is sending a, a, a message. And she mm-hmm. she seems very angry uh, towards this the, the, towards this artist. I think she should. I think a thing that we should keep in mind when we say Muslims are regular people that regular people are often dumb as fuck. <laughs> yes. And I think that is that is what is to blame here. And even if he is misguided and a little bit racist, that that is often the way. People are. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, it just we kind of turn a blind eye to that. That is the way the world is, and I think it's silly to pin this on Marvel or really even to. No, I don't blame Marvel at no, all. No, I mean, I, I, I think that I don't blame anyone I mean, but I, this artist. Right, no, and, and I even him, I just, I think I can just shrug it off as like you're an imbecile, dude. Why would you do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I still don't think it's poorly intentioned, but I don't know. No one's talking about how he hit Dale Griffith in this book. <laughs> there he is. No one's, no one's like, oh man, where's the Boomhauer code? I have ripped Boomhauer next to him. Um, anything else you want to check in with? Um, a million episodes of uh, Lucha Underground. I'm oh. on like 26 or something. Man, you're so far ahead of me. I know it's so good though. There are some there are some matches in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, they're so good. They're so good. I enjoyed your WrestleMania podcast as well. I couldn't finish all of it because it's only so interesting for so long to hear two guys talk about 17 hours of wrestling that I haven't watched. Uh, it was only nine. Actually, let's see. No, not, no, you're wrong. I'm, I'm wrong. You're, you're right. I think it's more than actually 17. Um, no, it's only. I wouldn't doubt it. Because no, it was like four different events, wasn't it? That's Plus right. WrestleMania, Five, which was nine hours. Seven, 12. Uh, no, it's 14 hours. Mm-hmm. 14 hours of, of wrestling we talked about in two. We managed to condense it fairly quickly, I think, actually. Uh, yeah, I watched WrestleMania. I, I did a podcast about it. Mm hmm. Um, I also, however, I have one thing I do want to check in with. Okay. It is an anime film that I saw last night. Okay. Called Your Name, period. Is this the, um, 
Which one is this? It's the newest film from Makoto Shinkai. Is this the the body flipping movie or what yes, is this? Yes, one? that is what this film is. Okay, uh, yeah. It is I had I didn't even know that. I had no I literally had almost zero knowledge going into this thing. I went because my wife wanted to see it and I'm like, all right. I was gonna say, did your wife did your wife pick this one out? Is this the spiritual successor to uh to Miyazaki? Yes, this guy this this yes, we even discussed that at dinner last night about some people are mm-hmm. this 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 uh director is this is a, a the next Miyazaki. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can see it in that he does seem to have a very clear vision about what he's trying to make out of his art. Uh, and uh, he wrote a novel of this of this movie that came out a month before it did. Um, but it's one. It is incredibly beautiful. Mm. The animation is the best and the best you can possibly see out of a feature film. It is, and I like you. I would say you should go see this. Even for that, like, even if you don't even care one bit about the plot or the characters or anything like that, you will, you in particular, Mr. Eric Ziga Knight will get a lot out of it because of how good it looks and how beautiful the animation is and how gorgeous a, a lot of the sequences are in it. Uh, but I, I didn't even know it was a body swap film. Like, if you've read a synopsis of it, you know it's a body swap film. I don't think, like, that's a mm-hmm. secret, but I just didn't search yeah, out that's, anything. That's the thing that they give away in the trailer. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. all right. Um, but if I would say that if you're going to go see this film, do not look into it any more than that. Just know that it's a body swap movie about these two people and then go in and know it's beautiful and go see it. Because I think my enjoyment of it was enhanced because I didn't know what was going to happen. And there's, it's real, it's really, uh, really well done. Uh, and it's a good movie. Uh, it's, I don't know. I, I saw it a packed house. I was not ex- expecting it to, uh, be so, like, I was not expecting a full house, uh, but it was full of people. Um, it's very, I mean, he, his films are very successful in Japan. So, you know, I'm sure that enthusiasm will transfer over to, you know, anime audiences in uh, the West. Be- you should, I think you should see this movie, Eric, if you can. I don't know. If, I, I don't uh, know if it's, I don't know. I imagine it's somewhere in Tampa or St. Pete. I would imagine it's airing somewhere. It's only in one theater in Edmonton, which is probably also why it was sold out. Um, but we saw the uh, original Japanese dialogue with subs over dub. We didn't see the dubbed version, which you can also see. It probably. Well, I would. I. I. I yeah. Definitely prefer. Yes, me too. Subtitles. Yeah. Me too. But uh, I'm I mean, one of those. I'm. I am as well. Uh, even if I don't really watch that much anime, but I still vastly prefer original, uh, Japanese dialogue. Uh, I don't know. It's a really. I. It makes me want to go back and watch all those other films. Um, I don't. This is. It, it surpassed my expert, expect, expectations. Uh, I don't want expectations. I'm a good talker. I also don't mm-hmm. want to, I don't want to give away anything else because I think being completely fresh of anything in it makes it much better. Um, cause if you, I think you're tipped off towards anything that happens other than it's a body swap movie, you're gonna yeah. have your expectations are gonna be out of whack. And I think going into it's, it's, clean was, it's a, it's a, right. It's a tough sell though to just be like, Oh, it's really beautiful and you're gonna like it. You should go and see it. I understand the, if you had told me beforehand, it does a thing. Again, I don't. Everyone just needs their wife to make them go. Yeah. And watch it. I mean, I just, you know, going out, it's nice. Uh, I don't, if I had known the theater was going to be full of, uh, anime weirdos, I don't know if I would have gone and been so enthusiastic, but 
Uh, mm-hmm. the, there was a dude who stood up before the movie uh, in the middle, and he's like, I have an announcement. Oh, Those God. who are here for the anime uh, meetup, we are meeting in front of the frozen yogurt place after the movie. I'm like, all right, that makes okay. That everything about this makes perfect sense. This is all all these puzzle pieces fitting together. But why mm-hmm. is this place sold out? And I, if you have, I, oh man, I could tell you something that would immediately intrigue you more, but it would ruin. But it's too it, much of a spoiler. Yeah, it would ruin the like. You immediately you would go like, oh man, that's awesome. But then you go when it happens. You'd go. Let me take my headphones off so you can no, say it. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I I say this to everyone. I'm like, I fully like. I don't know. I can give my full recommendation. You should see this movie. It's a very good film, not just a very good anime. Uh, it's it's really funny as well as like it's it really nails a lot of emotions very well. Uh, and I don't know. It's very it's very good. Uh, I I saw a lot of people on Twitter also saying how good it was. So they recommend also. Seeing this film when Ghost in the Shell is out right now and, you know, the, all the whitewashing controversy and this is like an authentic anime, a lot of people are like, you should see this and give your money to this instead of Ghost in the Shell. Um, yeah, you should see it. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to stay mom. If you, my rec, take my recommendation for what it is. Even if you watch it later after it comes to streaming or Blu-ray or whatever, you'll still be fresh and then it's worth it. I'm really curious where this, uh, I'm just looking where this, this theater is that's the only theater around that has it. It's not terribly far from me. Maybe I'll check it out. I think it also has very beautiful food in it. It made me that's think. Also, it made that's, me think of your. To me. Yeah. It made me think of your page, your comic page of all that food, and like that's mm-hmm. there's multiple scenes. There's a lot of food in this. Honestly, it is actually a, a, there's a lot of focus in it uh, on food. For Miyazaki like, was a big influence for me to um to do that that comic because he draws so much. I mean that's. Two thirds of what Spirited Away is is mm-hmm. damn food. Yeah, there's a lot of food in this, and it all looks. Mm-hmm. I w- we went and ate dinner after, and that's mm-hmm. we were like, let's go get some Asian food. Uh, I think it it's it's important. You want to engage all people's senses. You know, mm-hmm. think about if you've read American Gods, there was an absurd amount of talk about uh, uh, food in that. And the whole time I'm thinking, he's trying to get me to think about food. I mean, it it just draws you in that much more. You're you're thinking about your sense of taste. You're thinking about the cold you feel. You're thinking about this sensation, this feeling. It's just it gets you that much more involved. That and food's interesting. Foods, I mean, food is interesting. Um, food is food's super good. I I don't have that much else. I'm playing video games, but yeah, mm-hmm. eh, I I want to finish something before I check in with it. So, well, you saw my. Uh, my one comic page that I've done that I need to do three more, at least just for this one book. But there's a preview of it on the live stream, people. This will not make for good radio, though. Of your, uh... Yeah, I part. interviewed my, uh... I interviewed my sister-in-law, who is a, uh... A, uh, a therapist. And, uh, she has a PhD in clinical psychology. And we talked about depression, and I'm doing a four-page... Uh, comic book that I'm going to, you know, draw and get printed and uh, sell. This is a thing I am interested and feel passionate about, and so did she. So it's it's cool. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think this is this is kind of becoming the uh, the serial fanaticist comic book version. <laughs> it's it's kind of like me talking to other people about things that they're interested and passionate about, and 
you know, distilling it into a, a little weird crumb-esque comic book. But I'm I'm really liking it so far. You and you've seen it. I have. It looks good, and I think. Yeah. I mean, not only like, hey, that's it's important to get that out there, mm. just awareness, but also I don't know. I think it's people something people want. You know, I think yeah. that they people like informative comic books. Like I don't know how to describe. I don't know if the genre what genre that is, but you know, there's a there's a lot of them popping up, yeah. and I don't think depression really has been covered very well in it in any of those formats so i think it is a thing people should and will want to read well i i, I sincerely hope so because it's gonna cost me some some dollary dues to get it printed oh you get printed in australia uh if i probably not oh uh, okay i mean shipping costs wanna, are pretty i don't want to pay all that wallaby tax <laughs> i mean you have to go through them if you want to get anything done though Yes, that's true. You gotta slip them a you gotta slip them a couple dollar dues. <laughs> and then they'll grease the wheels for you. They'll grease the wallabies for you. Soon, you know, you get your you get your uh, your your stuff printed a little bit faster than everybody else. Mm. Pay the wallabies. I believe, it's, I believe it's entirely done for money. No one is printing my stuff because they think I'm oh, the goodness of their heart. Yeah, they're they're printing it because they're professional printers, and they're right. like, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll do this job uh, because we take money for this. Mm-hmm. Super good. Super good. Mm. I don't know that I have anything else I can check in with. I think we're good. All okay. I'm going to be doing is making a crazy amount of artwork for forever and ever. Have you seen my uh, store envy? I yeah, guess you have. I have. I've I've pre-ordered a thing on there. I believe you did. You're the only human to do so. So non-humans are they contributing at all? Uh, no zombies have yet bought anything off of my store. Oh, that's unfortunate. It is really sad. But it is. It, I I like this. It's it's nice and clean, and it runs a lot faster than uh, than my current website. Anyway, I would check it out. It's a thing that I'm still working on a little bit. Easygoodnight.storeenvy.com. Store envy spelled with one e, <laughs> which is super weird. But whatever. Yeah. You ready to move on? I'm ready for some some lady killers. Yep. Women who are murderers. I really like that introduction by uh, by Chelsea Kane. Yes, it's very good. Is that is that what you're referring to? You read it as well? Yeah, I read it. I skip a lot of introductions. For some reason, that one felt very um, inviting. I wanted to read it. Well, we can. We can jump over to our last segment. Mm-hmm. It's time for Nerdboy Book Club. Nerdboy Book Club is part of show Eric and I uh, assign, quote-unquote, a longer collected work and discuss it in depth. Like what a book club this this week we are doing Lady Killer by Joelle Johnson, Jamie Rich. Volume one. Should specify there's now there's more of it. There is. Uh yeah, I no, I think the intro is good uh, from Chelsea Can. I think it is it it mm. gives a good framework for the absolutely violent nature of this comic. Of mm. the it, at sometimes absurd level of uh blood. And guts that pop out of people, and the black blood. A lot of blood. I wouldn't. I was gonna say. I don't think there's a lot of guts. There's well, there's I don't, a lot of blood. I mean, blood and guts, as in like, hey, there's a oh, lot. Oh yeah, of, yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah. There is some guts at the in the last issue, but uh, not. No, I. I mean, she stabs people really bad with butcher knives. Mm-hmm. Um, like a dude gets stabbed through the top of his head with a butcher knife. That's yeah. inc- that's rough. 
Um, I like the Black Blood. It makes me think of, like, Wolverine comics from, like, the late 80s, early 90s, when, I guess, Marvel and DC were timid about showing a lot of normal colored blood. But it was totally cool if a dude gets chopped in half by Wolverine and there's just a bunch of black blood everywhere. I don't know. There there's... is there is something visceral. You know, you have like a weird body reaction when you see blood. I feel like I've watched like a short YouTube documentary about like our weird reactions to blood and like how creeped out we are by the whole thought of it. It's it's a weird, weird thing, I think. <laughs> It, I don't know. I, I like the stylization of it as well. I would not even have thought about it because I've read tons and tons of manga where the blood is just always black anyway. Yeah. But I, it, it, it seems hard to think of it as not a design decision. Well, yeah, especially when the whole book's in color. Like, you could easily mm-hmm. just say hey, it's all red. But, I mean, there is, they use red, uh, in some scenes to, to kind of show. Yeah. The, the, the MacGuffin file or whatever. I mean, even as like a punctuation towards violence at times, there's, they use, they use red, but it's more in background and like that in particular, the, the, the scene near the end where, uh, he, uh, what's his name? Peck crushes that lady's head. Mm. There's the, the, her, when like showing her afterwards, the blood is black, but in the, the, the shot of him literally hitting it, like there's a big splash of red. And I think it actually does play up. Like, this is extraordinary violence versus run-of-the-mill stabbings. Maybe even sells the emotion built into this scene, you know, that, that you know, where this this gentleman has become basically one of the villains of the story. He's one of the big bads. It could just be, it could just be as simple as Joelle was just doing all the spatters herself. So, I mean, are you really going to go in there and separate it from the rest of the line work, or are you just going to leave it black? So, I mean, it could just be, I don't know. I, I question, like, is it a design decision or is it just sim- simply practical? I don't know. Because you would have to physically go in there and, like, oh, well, there's this line work that's black and there's this, I mean, you would, you're you're going to draw in the spatter. And it's pretty well integrated into the artwork. And maybe it's hard to explain, but looking at it, like, what what page is this? page 100 or yeah page 100 like it's impossible to tell where this guy's got black hair where his hair begins and the blood on the floor ends yes and essentially the colorist would have to draw in that edge so it it might just be for the sake of streamlining production The, the color is very simple in this not bad but it's mostly flat there's not a whole lot of anything else going on in here a couple little effects here and there almost entirely flat so it could just be they weren't they didn't have a lot budgeted for the uh for the the color there are bud blood spatters on lots and lots of these pages though were you noticing that even when there's not violence there's just like like spatters yeah. Flung on the page. Yes. I mean, I think it, it certainly, I don't know, the, the, I mean, it is a period piece and it takes place in, I mm-hmm. the fifties. And I think a, a lot of the aesthetic is, you know, that, you know, Joelle Jones herself has said, like, she really likes those 
the ads from that era, which they use as, you mm-hmm. know, covers and, and stuff like, and, and pinups, um, for this book. And, yeah. you know, that aesthetic, I don't know, it's very clean and tight lines, I think. I makes, that's what it makes mm-hmm. me feel, feel of. And like, I, I think the spatter is just like, hey, yeah, grow, like, it's, it's the, well, it, it's, go, it comes back to that whole idea of, uh, how women killers kill cleanly. And this is compelling because it's not. It has the appearance of being clean, which the character does, but it's 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 messy. Yes, it is very messy. Um, I think this is much. Uh, I don't know. There's people have asked her like, why is this a period piece? And I think this is much more interesting as a period piece, aside from just the the aesthetics of it, like how the fashion mm. looks and all that stuff. I feel like. It's the. There are people that actually think that this is supposed to be set in a modern setting. Well, I mean, like the choice to set it, like not have, just have not for them to not just set it like in the modern day and her be a modern right. day. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I have to wonder. I mean, there are some points where they're saying, kind of the way Mad Men was saying things about the misogyny of the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. There's, there's moments of that. Yes. Um just of 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 just expected behavior from women mm-hmm. and how they act and how i mean that it, it is fundamental to the book is like these these women have been chosen to be assassins because the targets don't expect them to do anything do them do anything but be housewives like this woman couldn't possibly be a killer because women don't work mm-hmm. women stay in the home and raise children and i i think i find that interesting because that is fundamentally you know you want to root for her fundamentally because that of that portrayal of women you want to know like no women can do anything they want but then she's also like a straight up cold-blooded murderer yeah she's i don't know she's awesome for that i really i don't know i i get into it like i watch her do that jujitsu choke on that chick and i'm like that's great i love this it's 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 cool. I feel like they sell it, you know, like you, you come into this and you definitely feel like, Oh yeah, she's the real deal. No. I, I don't know. She's, she's a great and impressive character. No, but do you root she's for incredibly her? Incredibly compa- I, I, yeah, of course. Why okay. would you not? She is murdering I mean, if someone's people. Someone's a great and, com- well, I, that's, the, it's the whole basis of the story. It's not like, I can't, I can't, I can't even think of anything. That you would root against the main character who's doing horrible things. Well, not necessarily root against, but I, I like we talked about it in that bullseye uh, comic. Mm-hmm. That's like I think that is the the other option is stuff like not necessarily like no, I want him to succeed, but I'm interested to see the car crash. I want to mm-hmm. see like forces collide. And in this, I don't I don't feel that way. I, I agree with you. I like Josie. I want her to succeed. I want her to win. I, whatever that means, like, I want her to get to be happy to, to find what she wants, uh, to not be killed by her former, uh, masters. Um, by Walter Matthau. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's Walter Matthau. Uh, look, look, look. I see him. He, he looks like Walter Matthau. That's fine. He doesn't sound like Walter Matthau. What does he sound like? I don't know. I don't think he has, like, he's, I mean, a little J. Jonah. If we're going to go, like, people like J. Jonah Jameson a little bit, like that authoritarian blathering kind of he, he he wants pictures of spider-man i need pictures of spider-man uh, I need pictures of spider-man um 
no, I think that it, I, I think it ultimately is that we don't see her kill any, kill anyone that is a, effectively a good guy. Like we, at least not, like she has probably killed many people in the past. I mean, they mm-hmm. almost, they don't spell it out explicitly, but she has alluded to being working there for what, 15 years or something. So that's a, that's a lot of killing, but you know, she, the, the lady she kills to begin with, she is a, she, you know, it seems like she's running, like, you know, it, it, it seems like they are portraying most of these people she's killing as people who are, who have done bad things and are now paying for it. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that they are good people that just, like, the child that she yeah. is expected to kill, she can't do it. That's her, I, it would have been, she would have been a very different character if we had watched her kill that kid. Yes. And I think, I don't know if we would have rooted for any different, but this would have been, I don't know. It would have been a differently, a different kind of story. She kills this kid and they come after her anyway. Then I think it's just kind of, I don't know. It feels dumb. It's like it, it's like the pieces don't add up. I think it might be more interesting, but also just kind of more messy. I think it's all, yeah, I, I think that, I think that I generally, at the end, I'm glad she didn't kill the kid. Like, I, I do, mm. like, I feel like I will like this book a hundred times out of a hundred over a book like Bullseye. I mm-hmm. like, I don't think it's a bad thing to have a protagonist that you like that is, has redeeming qualities. Yeah. Uh, even, I mean, this book is already incredibly dark, uh, and violent. So I don't necessarily think they have to make it more so, uh, to I sell. She's still, she's, she's set up from the beginning to be redeeming with the, the kids and the family and mm-hmm. the, you know how domestic it is. It would be weird if she she killed the kid. It would. Um, it's just a piece that wouldn't fit. I think you know Bullseye. You're right. Would kill the kid. He yes. wouldn't even think twice about it. He's just like, oh, there's that kid. Like, I don't. He, he looked at me funny. Oh, I was supposed to kill him. Well, okay, good. <laughs> um, whoops, killed him with a paperclip. <laughs> but I mean that 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 is. That's just the story of a, a rampaging monster that she's, yes. she's not that she's, I don't know. It's a little bit more like Black Widow, you know, yeah. that it's, it's this hyper competent woman who's in this incredibly dangerous world. I don't know. She's, she's fought her battles and she's earned it and she's incredibly tough. And we get to watch her sort of navigate this, this thing. I don't know. It, it's. It's interesting. We I think we read the at least the first issue uh, some time ago of book two. Yes, we did. Yeah, I just wanted to jump into more of this because this is it's a fun world. The only thing I would criticize it is I don't like the flats. It's just it's just flats. It looks good, but it's so dull. What would how would you would you like describe? I don't know. Translate that to. Mm-hmm. Translate that for Would a layman. You, okay, what is your understanding of what I mean by flats? Well, okay, I know in the past you've described flatting and mm-hmm. defined it, and yeah. it's, it's. I mean, I'll define it again. I yes. just wondered if you could I, I can't tell me your understanding. Why uh, like the kind of the background, like the the basic coloring? I yeah, guess, is like the yeah. the, yeah. the, that, the simplest ver- the simple versions of the color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's kind of like the paint bucket fill mm-hmm. of that shape, you know, fill in a skin tone, fill in a color for the dress, fill in a color for the, the, the guy's necktie, you know, whatever. 
Um, it's not necessarily a lot of artful coloring or doing a lot of uh, transformation of the file. You know, someone might take line work and change the line work to another color or put glow effects or even basic shadows. Like, this is mostly just enough basic color to define what the elements are and carry you through the book. And it's mostly the storytelling done by the pencil or an anchor. I think Joel Jones did both. Uh, I think so. Yeah. The colors are yeah. Laura all red, but they don't, they don't give any credit. So I assume it's also mm -hmm. uh, Joel Jones. Okay. And I, knowing that it's Laura all red, um, who I think is a very good colorist, but I think does keep things. Maybe they do stay a little flatter. Let me look up some of her. It does look like it's pretty flat stuff. It's just sort of the way that she works. But there's no, there's no, there's not a whole lot of shadows in a lot of things that she's done. But I think that there's more than this. It does seem like, yeah, there's definitely shadows. It's simpler, but there's shading to where this must be. This is this is design decisions. That's what I was wondering. That's what like I pondered yeah. that, like because I'm wondering if that's just to match the. Like, if you look at, like, to match the advertisements that, you know, that mm -hmm. the look of those advertisements, like, they're not colored, you know, they're, I mean, they're a product of their time. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, they, they're, they're aesthetically interesting, but they're not necessarily really complex or have depth of, you know, color or whatever. Um, I'm like, I, like, uh, oftentimes in this, I was thinking, like, I wonder how much of this is just to match that aesthetic. You know, like, mm -hmm. you look, you look back and forth from those fake ads they do for the covers and, the actual coloring of the book. It's not that different. Um, I don't know. And also, I, I don't know. I think I, I didn't notice that necessarily. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't notice really anything about the colors and stuff like that being flat, but I think that's just my eye is not trained as yours. Mm -hmm. Hasn't had experience with it as much. I mean, I, I don't work, I don't work in colors. Uh, you mentioned the chokehold. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a chokehold and an arm bar in here when she's fighting with uh, I forget what's the Asian woman's name Ruby was it Ruby I think it was Ruby that sounds right um why do you why do you mention that because when you said it is I I I bookmarked it uh in mm -hmm. my mind because I think I think it is a good illustration of what another thing this book does very well and Joel yeah. Jones does very well is it is a lot of this book hinges on violence. It is about yeah. a assassin, a multiple assassins, honestly. And you, I, I think it's integral. Like we talked about the violence in Black Widow. I think the violence in this is also very essential to telling a story. And the physical confrontations in this are done very, very well. Uh, mm -hmm. They are, it, it, they it's, feel it's, dirty. They feel grimy. Yeah. They feel blood. They feel like you're there. Well, that's exactly. The way she did that, I think that's exactly the way that they taught me to do that choke. Because she's, she's even got her head, like, you're supposed to put your face, like, next to the other person's head like that. I think that's what it was. I have tried to recreate it, and I've not practiced it outside of class, so I can't remember. But certainly those are... It's, it's, it's not phony. It's not like an iron fist of, um, you know... <laughs> The, the tiger wiggle of a thousand farts or whatever it is. This no. is a uh, jujitsu blood choke. <laughs> There's 
and, and there's, it, there's it's, nothing phony there. No, and it's all of it feels all the violence feels very visceral and dirty and feels real. I don't. I I feel like it is a fundamental difference. Like you could. I I'm not like books like martial arts comics that are trying to sell like books like Iron Fist, where you know you see that that kind of very choreographed violence, like movies, kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. This is you know bloody and low it is people struggling to survive it is people like getting i don't want to get stabbed in my chest uh mm-hmm. i don't want to get hit in the head with a hammer it is not it is not um it is not sort of like it's not clean it's not rehearsed it is not mm-hmm. uh graceful it is yeah it is i'm stabbing this dude in the top of the head i am i'm not like blocking his blows 40 times and then kicking him it is like stab and kill as quickly as possible uh my life is at stake and that that's those stakes are omnipresent in the comic i think that life for death struggle is another reason that we are constantly rooting uh for josie it's not that i i like to compare back to bullseye and like bullseye never feels like he's in danger Josie does like you you can you know the danger is there from the very beginning of this comic when she is trying to kill this this kill this lady and the lady realizes what's up um that threat of violence is everywhere and it gets turned on her by the end of the book you know and she has to struggle to survive against it um also Joe I mean we haven't outright said it but here I'll say it Joel Jones art is amazing it's very very beautiful I really I really like it yes I like it quite quite a lot I mean we've talked around the edges of that but it, her her art is what makes this book work uh mm. it's it uh you know assassin tries to get out of the game is an old story you know like that's not original mm-hmm. necessarily but it doesn't matter because all the unique elements yeah of this make it something worthwhile and interesting you know the the 50s the 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 50s aesthetic and the 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 kind of the that madman esque mm-hmm. culture uh, war going on in the background and gender norms and Joel Jones art and the violence, all those interweave and fit into a really beautiful picture. I think it's interesting. So much of it, I mean, it feels like things that are appealing directly to her, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, I mean, it did say co-created by the two of them, right? Yes. Yeah. He, the, well, uh, let me, I can actually, I'm going to read the, I don't know if it says, me credit 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 credits yeah story by joel jones and jamie rich art by joel jones mm-hmm. so i don't yeah who i don't know what that means but his, <laughs> well the, the name's on the I front would, cover I, so right I, I would imagine that she came to them or came to him and they were talking about it like well here's this weird idea and i want to draw these 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 50s dresses and this all this violence and it it's um I don't know. Comic projects are all about author appeal, I suppose. You know, it's like, what do I want to to draw for the next two to three years? Well, I I want to draw babes killing people in fifties dresses. Like that's that's clearly a thing that's important to her. You wouldn't make it look like this if uh, if you didn't like drawing women with their hair like this, or you didn't like pinup art, or you didn't like drawing this this era of fashion uh, it 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 comes together the passion is is obvious yeah i think that it yes I, anytime a creator is uh, you know 
making something that they're going to, an artist in particular, like you said, they're going to be working on it for years and years and years and years and years. You know, they're just putting their blood, sweat and tears into it. Uh, there, there needs to be passion there. And also I think, I don't know, I don't know how much Jamie Rich were, like how much of it is him. You know, they says story co, co, co-writer. Um, but he's also an editor by trade. Mm-hmm. So I, that certainly helps with keeping things tidy. I think that this story is very tight. The, like the each step along the way, I feel like it does a very good job of establishing character and plot and motivation for everyone. And I'm, I'm never confused. You know, I, I already know, I always know what's going on and mm-hmm. I always know exactly who everyone is and why they're doing what they're doing. And there's no, there's no loose ends. There's no muddiness. Yeah. Know? It's always, it's always a good thing when someone can write a story lucidly you establish clearly who everyone is and what they want and you know how you make things clear from there. You know, the thing that's interesting, um, this is kind of off topic from the direction you were going, but okay. I'm just, I'm just looking at it now. The obvious Disney influence that Joel Jones has, mm-hmm. like I'm looking at the page where she's talking on the phone, uh, with the woman from the rescuers. <laughs> And then there's her husband pouring himself a drink, and she married the guy from 101 Dalmatians. I just find it uh, kind of neat. It's really, it's really, I don't know, it's some virtuoso cartooning. I like it a lot, but it is... Uh, I'm curious if if those pulls are purposeful or not. If like, Because, I mean, I don't know, I think of Disney animation, and mm-hmm. you, it draws comparisons. To no, it 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 does. Um, to that whole era, I mean, go to Disney World and walk mm-hmm. around in what Tomorrowland is. Like you go to like what you what the world of tomorrow is and all that. Like yeah. it all looks like that fifties ideal of mm-hmm. the future of America and what Main Street USA is supposed to be. All of that stuff it, it ties in. It it fits that mm-hmm. aesthetic and that theme. It, it comes back to that whole idea of. Um, this clean, glossy look, you know, this, this exterior, but when you look closely, it's actually shocking how dirty and messy it is. Yeah, it's gross. The the guy looks like a Disney prince, and is named after Gregory Peck. Yeah. It was, he was just called Peck, right? Yes, I don't think we ever got anything but that. Yeah. I don't, I still don't know why Walter Matthau's in it. I, yeah, I mean... It's, it's, it's like angry Walter Matthau. Mm-hmm. I don't, and you don't get very, like, Walter Matthau very rarely gets angry. You know, I think he's more of like a grumpy than an angry. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a grumpy old man. Well, he was a grumpy old man. Mm. He's also, uh, the, the surly half of the odd couple, so. Mm-hmm. He's a Matthau to the lemon. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it makes me want to go read the second volume. It damn well should. It's good. Yeah, it's very good. Very good comic. Very, um, I'm more in, like I, at a service level, I know Joel Jones art, like, and it, I, it's immediately appealing, but I found myself more engaged with the story than I necessarily expected. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what's up with this German grandma. Mm, I think we've seen what happens to her. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many women have fast or, uh, have, uh, um, fantasized about killing someone with a, a, a heeled shoe. 
I've seen it before in movies, I think. I don't know that I have, but it seems like I should have, right? Well, you know, stiletto heel. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This poor old man. <laughs> he gets shot with his own shotgun. Yeah, he, he's the only, him and the child are the only innocents in this thing. Yep. He was so worried Obama was going to take his guns. He should have been looking out for Gregory Peck. Yeah, it's weird that, that Laura all read this color. It almost feels, I mean, I don't know. The design is there. The thinking is there. I just, I think it would have looked nicer with just a little bit of shadow, just a little bit more. Who knows? I mean, I wonder how the uh, volume two, that if there's any added, any changes to mm-hmm. to it at all. I can't really there's remember. Some, there, There's definitely some key art and some things that are shared in this book that there's more shading. And I like the way those look more. Variant covers have shadows. The original cover has shadows. It, it's, yeah, it's super weird to me. But hey, it doesn't really make the book suffer that much. It's still truly excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add, Eric? I, uh, I really like Joel Jones. It's very good. They're only on issue five, unfortunately. Of the second volume? Mm-hmm. It looks like they, it looks like they're going, they're going deeper. They're going wilder with the artwork, and it, it was pretty obvious. There's, it does look like they're staying with the flat colors, but it almost looks like Joel is, um, Designing her images with the intention of the color being flatter, it seems to work a little bit better. I don't know. More of the same, just more, just just more better. More yeah, better. That's, that's that's English. Those My are English, right? Those are English words. Mm-hmm. I know what those words are. Mm-hmm. But that sign doesn't make any sense. Um. So I think I'll wrap up our discussion. Lady Killer, Joe Jones, Jamie Rich, Laura Allred, and. Uh, excellent comic. Excellent comic book. Uh, in two weeks time, two weeks time, we will be discussing The Stone Heart, uh, part two of the Nameless City trilogy by Faith Aaron Hicks. Just came out. Give you guys some time to read it. Maybe we'll be joined by, uh, our guests from our first, from our discussion of the first book. Maybe. Swing it. See. Uh, but read along with us. That'll do it for this week. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com, Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Uh, everywhere on Facebook, facebook.com slash handsome boys comics hour on Twitter at HBC hour emails, handsome boys comics at gmail.com. If you like the show, please give us a five star review on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use. Subscribe and tell your friends all those small things. Help us out. Help the show out. Help new people listen. We like that. Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter at mixmaster serial. That's M I X M A S T E R C E R E A L. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? You can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com. And you can see most of the things I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Instagram, where I'm easygoodnight, and my Twitter, where I'm the same. Biggity bam. Biggity bam. Well, that we can call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.